Hello there and welcome to Money Talk. It's my new podcast where I grab a coffee and we talk. We talk about money and life because it's a big part of life. It's not a mystery. It's part of your life every day. And I want to share my wisdom from 15 years as a financial advisor and four years as a mortgage broker. I've been on both sides of the ledger. I've been on both sides of the desk. And one morning I just woke up and something in me, even though I'm not in the business anymore, said, you have to do this podcast. You got to share with people out there who need to hear it. So here I am. So grab a coffee. I've got one right here. And we're going to talk. Today, it's a beautiful April spring day. You know what that makes me think of? Graduations. How many graduations have I been through? Graduations are a lot different now than they used to be. My daughter had a graduation from nursery school. That's ridiculous. Graduations from grade eight, now they have limos, updos, baby's breath, the full meal deal. Who do, who do we think we are? This is ridiculous. Who doesn't graduate from grade eight? I don't know who we think we are. My grade eight graduation, I went to Baskin and Robbins with my parents. Had my bowl haircut, a cream lace dress with a belt. And we went to Baskin and Robbins after. Now the kids have party limo buses and they stay in hotels. That's just a whole other podcast. My high school graduation, we went out for dinner, so that was pretty snazzy, no limo. My dress had a bib. It had a bib on the front and on the back, which is a good thing because I actually went out for lobster. So it all worked out well. It had a drop waist, a bib, Not one piece of skin was showing. Went down to my mid-calf with gray nylons and gray pumps. It was a vision, I was a vision. Why am I talking about graduations? Well, my daughter is gonna be graduating this spring from college after already graduating from university. Yes, we had to spend $100,000 for her to get a geography degree, only for her to go back to college to learn how to do something that's actually useful. I shouldn't poo-poo university. It teaches you how to think and opens your mind and teaches you how to manage time. But I'm telling you, don't poo-poo college. Throughout time, we have been making fun of college. We used to call Mohawk Slowhawk and Fanshawe Fanbelt. Only the dumb kids went to college. Well, you know what? The smart kids are going to college now. They have to go after university. She got a job immediately. She's had three job offers. She's going to be making bank. My baby's making bank. She's got a job where she makes more than me, which isn't hard, with benefits. Blows my mind. So it is everything that we worked for. I am over the moon. We've spent over $125,000 to get her launched. And 
The return on investment is spectacular. My lesson today for all you youngins out there, start an RESP for your little bambino yesterday. It's gonna cost you $25,000 to put your kid through school for one year. Now that's if they go away, but by the time your kid grows up, it's for sure gonna be $25,000. Last year, Mike and I forked out $50,000. Room, board, travel, rent. I said that, board, books. It just goes on and on. Tuition, obviously. And it's great, that's why we work. We understand that and the kids appreciate it. Now you might say, oh, my kid's gonna pay for themselves or they can get a loan. Your kids aren't going to be able to pay for themselves. They'll need three summer jobs. They don't have the jobs like we had. I found an old pay stub from when I worked at St. Joseph's Hospital, 14 bucks an hour. I was making bank. I was taking blood at St. Joseph's Hospital. That is not right. I should not have been doing that. (laughs) I got no training. They just put me in and I practiced on my boss. It was a month of back sweats and vomiting at my lunch hour because I was so full of anxiety. Turned out to be a wicked job. And $14 an hour. I was taking Mike, we're 19, to Langdon Hall. That's how much extra surplus money I had. Because my parents still paid for school, even though I made that kind of money. Sorry, I have to share that. I was pretty lucky. Kids today won't have those big jobs, those DeFasco jobs, those hospital jobs. Those are going to grown up human beings. So it's going to be very difficult, even if they work really hard to pay for school. You want to start now. It is the best gift you're going to give them. One of my daughter's friends has a student loan for something like $40,000. It's taking $400 out of her pay a month to pay that thing back. Her life is restricted now because she has to pay that back. So if you don't have an RESP, I'm telling you, do it yesterday. There are so many exciting things to have for your children. You want to have the beautiful stroller. You want to have the beautiful clothes. You want to have all those amazing things. But if you start now with the RESP, you're going to give them the best gift you've ever given them and yourself. No stress for when they go to school. Because of the, the grants that you get and the power of the compounding It's going to pay tenfold when they can get a degree and graduate with no stress. And RESPs aren't going to be just the biggest gift you give to your kids. They're going to be a gift to yourself. Because if Johnny doesn't get a degree or if he has a big fat student debt, he's going to be living in your basement playing Halo with his buddies and smoking dope. And your whole retirement dream, it's not going to come true. You're not even going to want to retire. You're going to go work at 
Tim Hortons just so you don't have to be in the house. So don't forget the RESPs. They're almost more important than RSPs because you really want to get that thing nailed down. Get Johnny out so that you can have a life. Now people go, oh, that's not right. You should put it in RSPs. I'm just kind of making a bit of a point. They are just as important because someone's going to have to pay that debt. And if it's Johnny, he'll have to live with you until he's 40. And you don't want that. If your kid's around 15 and you thought, well, you know what? This kid's not going to university. He's not that bright. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> if, you, if you thought of it a little late, it's not too late. I know people with 15-year-olds, you can still get a couple of years in on the RESP contributions and still maybe even get a grant. So don't think that you're too late if your child's 13 and you haven't put any money in. It's free money. It's free money from the government. Those grants. That stuff doesn't happen. So take advantage of it. Like why pass on free money? You're doubling your investment almost immediately. Don't leave money on the table. But talk to your advisor. You see, advisors don't bother with RESPs because they make dick. You don't make any money dealing with someone's little piddly RESP. So you have to be proactive and make sure that they know what to do. I know someone who talked to their advisor, their child was 16 or 15, and the advisor said, oh, it's too late, because they didn't want to bother. So they're never going to proactively talk to you about your RESPs. It's not on their radar. They don't have time. Advisors deal with the top 20% of their clients. The rest, they have the assistant manage. It's not proactive. You have to take your RESPs in your own hand. Duh. So take a look at it. It's worth it. For those of you who are coming near the end and you're coming towards graduation and your children are going off to school, I'd say put those RESPs in cash. Again, your advisor is not going to suggest it because it's a hassle for them. They also get their trailer fees when they're, they're in those mutual funds. Hopefully they have not put them in mutual funds that have deferred sales charges. That would be brutal because you don't have to pay a fee to take them out. But I always tell people, if you're going to use money within the next five years, it shouldn't be in the markets. Do you want your RESP to drop 20% before Johnny goes to school? You're not going to have time to make that back. But your advisor's not going to have time to go think about that. Oh, I've got to put their money into money markets and create a withdrawal plan. Are you kidding me? They're dealing with their $400,000, $500,000 accounts. They're looking at what else they can sell. They've already sold you everything. They know you have no more money. So you're done. <laughs> They'll come back to you when you retire and you're a big fat steak or if you inherit a bunch of cash. They've already done what they're going to do with you. They're not going to sit there and manage your RESPs, I'm telling you right now. So take it into your own hands. And they can be pretty complicated to withdraw. So sit down with your advisor and have them create a withdrawal plan. So kind of put them into money markets so that you can withdraw them 
and then make a plan for the withdrawals. So like I said before, get your plan into your own hands. Call the advisor. Let them do most of the heavy lifting, though. That's what they're paid for. They're going to know all the forms that you need to fill out. You're going to have to let the financial institution know that Johnny got in. Show proof, either an invoice or an acceptance letter. And the advisor should fill in all the rest. But you do need to have a plan because there's two types of withdrawals you can make and you have to tailor that to your situation, your tax situation, the type of children that you have. So you're going to have to have a chat with your advisor. Make an RESP meeting with your advisor so you can talk about it. There's two types of withdrawals. The post-secondary education payments, that's the return of the money you put in. It's not taxable. There's no limit to how much you can take out of that. Then there's the EAPs, and those are the educational assistant payments. That's everything else. The growth on the money you put in, it could be dividends, interest, capital gains, and the grants that you got from the government. Now those, when they're taken out, they're taxable in your kids' hands, not yours. That's the bonus. Now there's a limit to those. 5000 for the first 13 weeks of school. So you want to use those up first while your child has low income. So the first 13 weeks, they're like, we're not sure if Johnny's going to stay. He might realize this is too much and want to move home. So they limit you to 5000 for the first 13 weeks. After that, you can take as much as you want out. You can take the entire thing out if you want. Year one. And put it on red. Now, you can take the whole thing out if you want, but the first first 13 weeks, there's a limit. And so if Johnny quits school, what if the RESP has to be collapsed, right? And when it collapses, you want to try to get as much out as you can before it collapses. So if you don't think that he's going to make it, take out as much as you can, Instead of dribbling it out. One thing to understand too, those EAP payments, they go directly to your kid. The money that comes back to you that was yours goes to you. But all EAP payments must be made to Johnny. Now, if he's anything like I was, don't be sending him a lot of money. Or make sure the check is mailed to your house and you kind of watch Johnny deposit it and take it back. Because if Johnny's anything like I was, he's going to blow that money. My dad dropped me off at school, never to return, never saw the campus again. And he gave me post-dated checks each month for, I think, $200 spending money or something. And first of the month I would go call my buddies Don and Frank and we would go drink rusty nails we'd cash the check we'd go to the bomb shelter and drink rusty nails with that money so if he's anything like me figure out a withdrawal plan that's going to realistically work on the ground so again you're going to want to sit with your advisor talk about your children talk about their habits look at the tax situation 
you know, you don't want a lot of money taxed in Johnny's hands if he has a really good job in fourth summer of fourth year, because then he's going to have to add it. It could add up to end up him paying tax. So you need to know the situation, your tax situation, your child's possible future tax situations. So you need to plan. You need to plan the withdrawal. You need to plan the setup of it. One thing to note for you one, you couples who have little ones, you millennials or post-millennials. I don't even know if you're having two kids anymore. Are you having more than one? I don't know. Like carbon footprint and everything. The way the world's going. Who knows? My plan is to not get close to my grandkids. But then you may want to have a whole bunch so that in the post-apocalyptic tragic world, you have a whole clan that can take care of itself. So maybe you should start having like nine and 10 kids so that you have a safety net. Just a thought. Maybe you don't even need RESPs because we're all going to be gone. So maybe this whole podcast is like a moot point. Oh my. Let's be positive. You have two kids, set up a family plan, not two individual plans. That way you can transfer. So if you've got a Fredo, you know, out of the bunch, I don't know if you're too young for that reference, go look it up. You can transfer Fredo's school money to the others without a penalty. That's the difference. It's worth it. But what if you have to collapse that RESP? Like, what if they start a boy band and they don't need to go to school and they're millionaires? What do you do? Well, your government grants are returned. Your own contributions are returned to you without penalty. But any earnings are going to be included in your income and taxed at your marginal rate. Plus, they're going to ding you 20% just because they're pissed off that you got to shelter that money from them for so long. They're getting their pound of flesh. You can move that portion up to 50,000, the earnings into your RSP if you have room. And I'll bet most of you have room. A lot of people have room. Really, really rich people, they don't have room, but most people have a lot of room. So I guess the bottom line is, It's worth setting up. They used to be really inflexible and you'd end up losing your money if your kids didn't go to school. But there's so many options now for RESPs that it's really worth setting it up. I cannot tell you how proud I am that my child has been launched. I'm moved by the gift that we've been able to give her in all seriousness. It is a gift for them. It's a gift for you. They're going to be proud. You're going to be proud. It's boring. It's not a cool Pinterest type gift. It's not fun to post about it. It's not one of those little cars that creep me out like they're driving like an adult. Freaks me out. But it's real. And it's amazing. So this week, make an appointment to either set up the RESP or talk to your advisor about the withdrawal strategy. 
and it's going to happen in a blink of an eye. So don't think you have time to set this thing up, man, because it will fly by. Trust me. You're too exhausted if you're a young parent right now to know that. But next week, go and do it. It'll be the best time you've ever spent. Good luck.